All right. Good evening and welcome to the Aging Hipster Rewatch. It's been a tough flu season at Aging Hipster HQ. Personally, I've had the flu and then bronchitis, and it really sucks. We're so we're going to record mainly so I can try to rebound and do something fun for once. So this week, it's time to crank up the souls of mischief and return home to the bay. This week, we watch Always Be My Maybe. You're going to be late. All right, I look good? Yes. Water? That came from your thigh gap? No, thank you. Thanks for calling it a gap. We are catching up with celebrity chef Sasha Trent and her fiance, Brandon Choi. What a great cause, huh? We're opening a new restaurant, and I need you in San Francisco. Uh, hey! Hi, Marcus. Yeah, hi, Sasha. Hi. Hello. Hi. Long time. <clears throat> yes, yes, very long time. What's up? Sasha Trent! Mr. Kim! You're like her own Asian Oprah. Uh, How much money do you have now? <laughs> serious oh. I'm surprised you two lost touch you used to be so close so when's the big wedding day he wants to travel a bit before we settle down it's really for the both of us I finally realized that I don't want to get married are you kidding me I cannot believe I wasted my prime reproductive years on you I can tell you're a little why don't you just go find a monsoon and drown in it you piece of <laughs> a little softer please you are scaring the goats I guess I have to start dating again. Ugh. Is there anything worse? You and Marcus are so cute. Mm. Oh, oh. Remind me why you never got together? There's way too much history there. Oh. Yeah. You still have the Corolla? What are you looking at in my backseat? Because we had sex back there? Oh my god. So what do you think? That it might be even smaller and grosser than I remember. Yeah, you better still be talking about my backseat. You don't want to wonder what is. Tell her how you feel, son. I have some news. So do I. It's big. Mine's big, too. OK, look, um. OK, I want to go first. I met someone. Wow, that's, that's so great. We had the most insane, freaky-ass sex. I can't even talk about it. Otherwise, yeah, something might happen. Yeah, stop talking about it. Nope, there he is. Baby. I missed your flesh. I missed your thighs. I missed your facial structure. I missed your mouth. I missed your thumbs. You're so good with your thumbs. Thankfully, we have a great crew on tonight, so I fully intend to lean on them and not my worn-out voice. First up, the co-host of the Aging Hipster Rewatch, Toby Crines. How are you doing? Great, Bob, and my voice is made of steel, so you, you may rest. Um, if at any time I fall down, I will just start chatting and use the chat function and you can use, you can be my new voice. Awesome. Like <laughs> uh, and also back Robin Posey Leon from my TV family. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me back guys. Thanks for coming back. You're the well, best Robin. Oh, stop it. Go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Truly. You're the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So let's start off with the question that's in your wheelhouse, Robin, because a lot of the people involved in this movie that we're, well, that we watched this week, always be my maybe were involved with a TV series that I think was just canceled. 
uh, called Fresh Off the Boat. Mm-hmm. So we had Randall Park, who's an who's a actor. He played Eddie Wong's uh, father. Ali Wong was a writer. And then Chaka Khan was the creator. Uh, so, yeah. So I guess, did you see any of them, of that kind of fresh off the boat mentality in this movie and stuff like that? Um, so Fresh Off the Boat is, um, I guess it's kind of like a period piece. It takes place in the 90s. So, um, it's a little bit of a different flavor. Um, uh, and I think, um, I re- we'll get into it, but I really like the movie, but I s- had a really hard time picturing Randall Park going back in time to being single and dating after watching him be a father of three kids, like on uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Um, did either of you guys watch Fresh Off the Boat? I've seen some clips. Okay. I haven't seen it, but I, I did like Randall Park's performance here. Yeah, he is great. He is so funny on Fresh Off the Boat. This is where I confess to you that I am a basic bitch when it comes to 30-minute sitcoms. Like, ooh, I love Speechless. I love Fresh Off the Boat. Like, give me a 30-minute sitcom, and I am here for it. So um, I really, really like Fresh Off the Boat and highly recommend it. And it has so many good kind of 90s references and guest stars. And that's kind of, you know, it was relatable. Um, It sounds a lot like Star Trek The Next Generation. (laughs) (laughs) you know toby you took the words right out of my mouth (laughs) oh yeah it's a good one i highly recommend it um and uh, ali wong did you guys see any of her stand-ups i have i I love ali wong and so i I psychotically love baby cobra like Uh that was her stand-up but that she did crazy pregnant Uh which is just a feat of i don't even know what it's a feast of well we'll stop there yeah yeah (laughs) she is i mean uh, my absolute hero and then her follow-up um which was called hard knock wife was also killer um so yeah i think she is hilarious and i can't wait to hear what you guys thought about this film you know an interesting thing that i've read during some of my research is that randall park and ali wong actually have known each other since college and UCLA, you know, Randall was a little bit older, but um, they've known each other for quite a long time, which I thought was pretty interesting. Interesting. I wonder if that makes it harder or easier to smooch on camera. Uh, I don't know. Easier to explain to your spouse, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like him. He's like a brother. I don't know, Toby. Maybe we should go back home and like. <laughs> Lisa would never let me star in a rom com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some of the movie facts. It was released uh, May 31st, 2019. The tagline is, there's always been something between them, which has actually been maybe one of the most accurate taglines we've seen. (laughs) (laughs) You'll laugh yourself hoarse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. The director was Nancheka Khan. It was her directorial debut. Uh, It was written by Ali Wong, Michael... uh, Go Clamco, Clamco, yep, and Randall Park. And so, okay, so here's one of the things that I also read was way back in the UCLA days, Randall Park uh, formed like an all Asian um, theater company. It's called, um, shoot, it's some sort of like look, the coyote, something like that. It's it's a really weird thing, but it started off as just like a, this Asian uh, theater company, and a lot of people just kind of got involved with it and he did that for years while he was uh, getting his master's in Asian American studies 
and the seventh and like one of the classes came in was Ali Wong and that's where they first met and also the other writer uh, Michael who the guy that I totally butchered his name was also part of this theater troupe so I thought that was pretty interesting was that at the time they kind of made their own theater troupe in UCLA to give like more you know they're just doing like improv and all this stuff from their point of view and they've managed to really kind of do it do the same thing in the movie so i thought that was kind of interesting you know like along those lines i love like it does seem like well i don't know if it seems like this and mass but like this one was clearly to, from my point of view clearly written from a female perspective um and i really like like that's a refreshing take and i know i think um uh you've got mail was done by or directed by a female anyway like uh, I, I always feel like like you can i hate that like you know so when Ali Wong talks, does anal jokes, like it's really funny. But like yeah. when when you see Seth Rogen do it, I'm always like, uh, again, Seth. <laughs> oh, and I do have the actual name of the theater company. It's called Lapu, the uh, the Coyote that Cares, hmm. which is known as LCC Theater Company. It's still going on today, which is pretty cool. Uh, I, for one, am very interested in hearing what the white male perspective is on everything. So we will have to agree <laughs> to disagree, Toby. Oh, oh, you like Seth Rogen's <laughs> references? Uh, oh, no, Bob. We're losing him. I know. Well, this is going to be an interesting episode then. Okay, so it's re- so this was released. Okay, so it's written by those people. It stars Ali Wong, Randall Parks, James Sido, a few other people. And it was released on Netflix, so it's hard to really know how successful it is or not. Yeah, but, those scamsters, they don't release know. anything. Yeah, but I saw somewhere that it was reported that 32 million households uh, viewed it within four weeks of release. Wow. So I think that's good, right? How can sure. we tell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted, I picked this is because Netflix is kind of realize that they get a lot of views from like kind of these rom-coms like these kind of for sure low mid-budget rom-coms and i saw a few of them few of them on there um there's like set it up which is yep. of course like the standard that like, was great did you guys yeah. watch that one it was a good one i did i did yes it was did you watch it, someone it, great with gina rodriguez and lakeith stanfield oh oh it's pretty good i mean here's the thing i feel like I, I will represent my gender and my generation in saying we are desperate for some good damn rom-coms. So I feel like we are just like, okay, Netflix, like maybe you're going to be the one to do that for us. Because um, these all kind of came out in rapid succession, right? It was like, set it up, someone great, always be my maybe. And I think they're all kind of, you know, fair to middling. Like, we'll take it, yeah. right? Um, but yes, go I on. think this was the best of them, personally. Was the most enjoyable. And there's also that one movie with the phone booth. Remember with that um, guy from Workaholics? No, what's that one? Uh, what's that guy's name? Adam. Oh, um, he was on Modern Family. He was in Pitch Perfect. That guy. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, Divine. Boom. Adam Divine. Ooh, ooh. Well, anyways, so Netflix is doing a whole bunch of these. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. And you know, usually we go over. The, the year that was released was 2019. <laughs> so that was last year. And we all know how last year sucked. So we don't really need to. <laughs> Real go, hard. Yeah. We don't really need to go over it. Um, but the reviews um, were pretty positive. It got 89% on the tomato meter uh, from the critics 
an 81% audience score. The critics' consensus reads, carried by the infectious charms of Ellie Wong and Randall Park, Always Be My Maybe, takes familiar rom-com beats and cleverly layers in smart social commentary to find its own sweet groove. So my uh, question for you guys, overall, how did you like the movie? Let's start with Toby. Uh, I liked it. I mean, so Ellie Wong is phenomenal. I mean, she's at the top of her game. Um, you, know, to, you know, she's one of the best in the world at what she does right now in terms of just comedy. Um, and so I, I would watch her in anything right now. Um, you know, as far as it, it's a rom-com, it's totally predictable and all that. But uh, I was, I, the, the sign for me of a good movie like this is when you hear me laugh out loud. And yeah. um, that Keanu Reeves part had me... <laughs> Uh, you know, audibly <laughs> laughing. And how about you? How about you, Robin? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I would agree that it was probably the best of the bunch of this recent um, speed of rom-coms that the good people at Netflix are turning out for us. Um, I do agree with you, Toby, that you can tell that there were, you know, there's a driven woman starring. She's not giving up her career for some dude. Like I like the point of view. Um, you know, I think it gets, it, I think it has permission to take up the mantle for all the tropey rom-com stuff, right? Like that one scene where it, you've seen it a million times where like the guy's like, I have to tell you something. And the girl's like, I have to tell you something too. You go first. You, I want to go first. Da, 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 da. And one of them's going to say, I'm in love with you. I can't live without you. And the other one's like, I'm having crazy, like off the ceiling chandelier sex with Keanu Reeves. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I love, you know, I think it's nice that, uh, not all Lily white cast gets to do all the tropey stuff. Yeah. And that kind of leads into our first topic. So like a lot of rom-coms, you know, we watched is uh, very um, white. Uh, in the first few movies, uh, I think we've had two black people in there. One was Dave Chappelle that had like three uh, scenes. Another one was from Love Actually. God, I, I, I've loved it. I love his work, but I can't say his name. Oh, Julie Chew, or... tell uh, Edgio for. Yes. I'm yeah. here for you, Bob. Good. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but what I really noticed and I really kind of enjoyed is that Always Be My Maybe was the opposite because all the all the roles were filled by people of color and the only two white people, um, one was the guy that was working at Burger King who was just like, Welcome to Burger King, flame grilling since 1954. Can I interest you in a Whopper? You can get it to go if you want to eat it in your car and cry. And then the other was that hapless assistant <laughs> that was trying to, uh, with the gooby chairs. And so did you guys also kind of notice this and what were your thoughts about this? What do you think, Robin? Uh, I did not notice that cause I'm not smart, but, um, I mean, I noticed that it wasn't a bunch of white folks in the starring roles. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think it's great. I, um, I don't know. I think, like I said, um, it's kind of tricky, right? Cause you want it to be amazing, right? Like this is a Asian cast, like starring vehicle. Like I want it to be a 10 out of 10, right? But like if there were more of these, accessible and available it would be okay if one of them was like about a b minus right and then there was a great yeah. one so um give us more of the stuff netflix yeah come on netflix i, I didn't notice i didn't notice i mean i guess that's a sign of a great script yeah. or whatever i didn't notice the uh you know um i wasn't watching it saying wow look at all these asians or whatever um <laughs> You're like, way to go. There's another uh, one. Yeah. I loved the a white dad. guy working at oh, Burger yeah. King. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The yeah, dad was, 
the dad had me like the dad yeah. kind of stole some of the scenes. You I know? agree. I um, loved him so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think sometimes like when we're talking about like, there's definitely uh, the tropes in um, the formula of the rom-coms. It's almost like what really makes a difference are the characters. It's it, like, I kind of think of it as like, do I, would I really like to have these characters like um, in my life or something? Would I like to be part of this crew? Or as we've found out in singles, how much I wanted to be Cameron Scott. <laughs> but um, but I was just thinking, it's like, man, I would love to be Marcus's friend because he just seems like a really good guy. And like all, all the characters, you know, Mr. Kim, um, the um, uh, Sasha's best friend, what, Veronica? Is it Veronica? Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, Michelle Buteau. Yeah. She's like her. Yeah. Assistant. Oh, we'll come back to her. Put a pin in that. Oh yeah, she was very good at like rubbing her belly, which was awesome. And then I remember when when you first saw uh, saw her again. It's like to see you. You too. So you lost all your piercings, huh? Oh no, not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's uh, great. Yeah, and so I, I I really liked all the the characters. Were just like just really enjoyable, right? And I think that's what we really look for in rom-coms you want to be a part of their crew i like that yeah exactly wouldn't you be like oh yeah this is my i'm going to this marcus and this is tony we don't really like tony but like he's still around (laughs) i i will say one thing that annoyed me was the the this i thought we were over this like after back to the future launched like uh this demo tape is gold. If we can only just get it to the radio station, you're going to be famous. Oh, like, speaking of tropes, that's like, we just have to get it into the right person's hands. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's kind of start uh, progressing through the movie. So the movie is, uh, mainly focuses on Marx and uh, Sasha, childhood best friends who grew up together in San Francisco, but were apart for 16 years, uh, leading vastly different lives. And so... Uh, first question I have is, um, who who is your favorite character in this movie? Is it Harry Kim, the very personable uh, HVAC father, or <laughs> or is it Veronica, the uh, the mysteriously pierced mother to be, lesbian mother to be? Put me uh, down for Michelle Buteau. I think she is amazing. And just as a side note, she is currently the host of The Circle, also on Netflix, which is. Huh the trashiest reality show that has ever existed in the history of the world. Um, and she has some sly, sly commentary as the host of it. So when she first came on, I was like, who is that? And I was like, wait a second. I know her. It's a homegirl from always be my maybe. So yeah. And then just as a, a close second, I'll put the dad. He was so good. So, so good. Yeah, same here. I, w- I would put the dad first and Michelle Buteau second. Um, you know, the other ones, uh, I-, I felt like, uh, uh, you know, the- they did the leading the leading role things great. And like, who wants, you know, it's always the secondary roles are always funnier in these things. Oh, That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> leading man is a thankless job in a rom-com. <laughs> exactly. yeah. and, um, and so what did you guys, also another thing was we were kind of talking about before was that, um, in this movie, the female in the movie was the successful driven person what? in the relationship. I know for once. Surely just, like, just Bob. Yeah, I know. Uh, and what I thought was interesting, I think I saw something where Ali Wong said in particular that she made sure that she wore her glasses through the whole thing. So it wasn't like one of those like, oh, I start with glasses. Oh, and, and now I, I have a big over. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. 
and then I here I am. hair out of a bun, and all of a sudden, yeah. I'm a stone cold hottie. And it's just like, just yeah. breathe, right? Dreaming, I'm like, <laughs> but now, but I thought it was like, I thought it was a really, I really like that. that like Sasha Tran, even though she had her own stuff going on, right? Everyone does, but she never not wanted to be successful, uh, the successful person. She never felt bad about it or anything like that. What did you, what do you guys think? How, let's start with Robin as our expert woman on the panel. <laughs> Again, speaking for my entire gender. Yeah. Um, no, I, like I said, I really like the fact that she started out being like a stone cold, like boss bitch and was not going to compromise that for some vitamin D and yeah. like not dropping it all for some dude. And I would also like to say, I think that celebrity chef is the new magazine publisher slash writer in oh, lady right. jobs for rom-coms, right? Like that's every, like every rom-com leading lady works at a magazine from like the nineties to the aughts. Right. And then the dude is always an architect, like without like full stop period, the end. So now we're moving into new jobs for lady people. So that seems promising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I get, I didn't even really like notice it. I, I thought like both of their, like the, you know, the, the band and the, uh, the celebrity chef. And I love chef Ramsey. I was just watching one earlier today. <laughs> but, like I, I just, um, it wasn't like a, a thing for me, except that I was like, Oh, like this is over the top, but like, it could have been the man's being an architect and I would have said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked it. How, um, Sasha's, uh, first boyfriend, um, what's his name? Uh, Mr. He's a very Daniel Day Kim. Yeah. Daniel Day Kim yes. ends up going to India and ends up with, uh, Padma Lakshmi, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was a kick in the gut. Yeah. Um, and I also thought that, um, Marcus, he seemed like a pretty familiar, person like to me because i felt like a little bit of like obviously we all around the same age came out of like the same era and toby i remember you playing the piano and singing at at Aww. bars and stuff like that as toby, well are you a stoner musician i'll That's give you yeah i'll send you a recording you'll yeah you'll love you sent it. me one uh this week of our last show playing at uh where was it the 400 bar uh, 400 bar. That was your last yeah. show, Bob. Last yeah. Bob's last performance on bass. Maybe we'll link to it in show notes here. Uh, oh, yeah. I am here for it. That's amazing. And once again, once again, Toby turned the bass down low on the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. Uh, after the show, I'm like, all right, Bob, uh, what a, ready to go on tour. He's like, I think I'm done. All yeah. right. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, like, I think it's one, one of the things that when I watch this, it's not like that's where it went to. But I definitely recognize, like, kind of the the feeling that you're just like letting everything pass pass you by. Like, for instance, like quitting music like that. I definitely always regretted it, and I don't even understand my motivations at the time. And sometimes you just don't. And um, and sometimes you get to the point where you have to, like Marcus, it's not you just like clean up your room because I, you know, yeah. I remember having a very dirty room, smoked a lot of pot had my laptop and stuff like that and just get onto something else, you know, instead of whatever I thought was whatever is holding me back and all those kind of things, just go out there. I, I did not have to, I, I couldn't, you know, I didn't fly out to New York, but I understand, but I think I, for whatever reason, it, it really resonated that 
that part of Marcus with me, you know? Mm. I'm always really jealous of people like, um, you know, Sasha in real life and in the movies. Cause yeah. like I've made uh, very conscious, very deliberate choices that have made that out of reach. Um, you know, like not that I ever had enough talent to rocket to fame and anything, but like, right. I sealed my fate. If I had any semblance of talent, like I sealed it in cement to say I'm never going to get there. With with you sold your keyboard for yeah. exactly <laughs> diaper yeah. money. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, essentially, that's what cause I think. Sometimes you have to have that kind of singular, uh, like purpose to get through to that. And I just, for sure. Uh, and I was just like Marcus. I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I thought for whatever. I was like, oh man, I'm kind of doing a little bit good at at work, and I really want them to blah 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 and then it's basically there i am years later coughing in the cubicle with bronchitis you know like so congratulations yeah. bob you really you're a grown-ass really man you made it yeah. oh this is getting a little real i mean i'm so full of mucinex and cough well, drops that there's nothing nothing else coming but if we can get this podcast in the right people's yes. hands <laughs> exactly it's gold yeah, <laughs> this is my uh. Yeah, this is this is our southies. This is a hello peril southies. Oh man, one of the things that I was watching, um, and I thought it's like in many ways, like this kind of movie felt a little nostalgic, um, about the Bay Area about twenty years ago. Did you guys kind of catch that a little bit? The kind of, or no? I guess that's no. <laughs> I guess I would area trivia. I guess yeah. That's that's awesome, and chains but... for what it's worth, and then the souls of mischief and too short. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I guess I was really sensitive because I'm allied uh, philosophically with Northern California. Oh, um, so wow. I guess I found that. Well, I guess I'm my doctorate and always be my maybe. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, how about this question? How did you guys like Hello Peril? Best believe I punched Keanu Reeves and it was better than any scene you could see in speed. I, I dug it and I uh, I was, I think it's a clever name and I gave myself five bonus points for actually getting it. Um, and I like that they put like a little social commentary into their uh, R&B or hip hop, I guess. Uh, you can actually get on. Uh, I think Hello Peril has it out on iMusic and Spotify and all that kind of stuff. Oh, if yeah. You wanted... If you want to listen to the extended version of I Punched Keanu Reeves. Which <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Out yeah. there, I didn't know. I got to check it out. Uh, what do you think, Toby? Well, I just want to take a step back here. Uh, San Francisco bands of the 1990s, Third Eye Blind, Faith No More, Four Non Blondes. Um, um, Yikes. Um, I'll, I'll take Faith No More. <laughs> I'll take a, a super slow-mo death of a fish. Yeah. Remember that video? <laughs> so oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So good. Sixth grade. Sixth you grade dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so good. You know what the worst uh, song I ever brought to a sixth grade dance was? This was... Um, so, I'm Robin... So scared. Like, I think... Do you, do you remember Funny that we it? lived in, like, uh, rural Illinois and stuff like that? So, it was, like, all... So, we got... We got uh, hip-hop dj oh, that God. came in yeah um, and i brought was like, like this a, was called informer by snow <laughs> that would have been eighth grade uh, and you know you played it like yeah it was like and i remember bringing um i was in led zeppelin that time and of course 
on cassette, I I uh, brought uh, No Quarter by one. Oh yeah, you guys, very hip hop, so, which is like yeah. five minutes of just like <laughs> synthesizer, very like slow, and uh, it did not go over well. It, oh, everyone was so oh, confused, so and they just like started like maybe slow dancing. Oh my god! And then like I. Had, yeah, and he just turned it off in the middle of it. He's like, I guess that's some of that grunge music. And it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, man, alive. Oh. The day the music died. Oh. That's fantastic. <laughs> what other right, hip-hop so, songs did he spin? <laughs> I don't even I mean, it was like whatever is around. There's like, there I'm going like to sex you up. Kid. My color be bad. Maybe. Which There's like the one kid that could do the way. running man, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. It, it was kind of cringeworthy because... Um, you know, for the first couple of years in um gym, we would do square dancing as oh, our yeah. dancing in PE. Obviously. The yeah. last year was like in eighth grade, they did hip hop dance. Yikes. Yeah, and it was just like it was like very awkward and like not very well done. Um <laughs> I'm gonna guess it was not culturally sensitive either. Mm. <laughs> from which end? Like <laughs> yeah. probably from both. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Hey, let's so so let's get into the the big the big news. Okay. So that we go through all this. Marcus is you know they they meet up and they're having all these like conversations. Everything's going well. And finally, you know Harry's just like you gotta tell uh, Sasha how you feel about him. Hey, Cray, thanks for meeting me. Oh, I'm so glad you texted me. Oh, you are. Yes, I have some news. Uh, so do I. Mine's big. Mine's big too. Okay. Look. Um. So I was talking to my dad and- Okay, uh, I wanna go first, I met someone. (laughs) Um, what? At that rap party I catered Marcus, he's amazing. I can't believe a guy like this is actually into me. And I don't normally broadcast this kind of thing, but we had the most insane freaky ass sex. My toes are curled up right now just thinking about it. Keanu Reeves. (laughs) I got to say, so, the, the, oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say that. So when I first watched this, I had no idea that this was happening. I don't think oh, I watched that's the trailer. Like such a good reveal for you. Me I too. I also had no idea. In fact, I thought it was going to be like William the Refrigerator Perry or something. Like, <laughs> oh, because all you hear that. is his voice. You you think? I mean, the the way they framed it, it looks like a huge man, like yeah. with a deep voice. Oh man. That's a movie right there. Get the fridge <laughs> movie roll. Cameo for the fridge. Hashtag. But um, I think this is probably my favorite scene was when Keanu came in because it was just like it was just so hilarious from from like the the slow motion like yeah uh, that's a Vivian great Bang entrance the, yeah oh my god and then the, <laughs> and Ellie Wan takes like a <laughs> takes a takes a selfie and then Keanu's like kissing her and of course he's saying the stupidest things like I, oh no I, they were like curvy <laughs> yeah mr mass mr spirit mr thumbs mr she's like i oh. love your th- i missed your thumbs you're so good with your thumbs yeah. they were and so then, yeah and then i guess my my favorite part is when um J- uh, vivian B- bang who is uh playing uh jenny goes yeah. and like uh <laughs> hugs him wow now I know what it feels like to be completely starstruck. The only stars that matter are the ones you look at when you dream. Thank you. 
I feel like my brother would. That's the sort of my brother would have a tear in his eye if yeah. he ever met a movie star. I might. I like. I might cry if Keanu Reeves like um, did that. I mean, so Robin, did you know that he was in the movie? I did. I remember there was something else going on with him. Like, I don't know if there was like a John Wick movie coming out at that time, but like there was kind of like a lot of buzz around the Keanazons or whatever we're calling it. Um, So I think I was spoiled on that. But I will say that that is a particular flavor of cameo that I enjoy, which is a celeb playing a version of themselves. I'm here for it. I will watch James Vanderbeek playing a version of James Vanderbeek any day of the week. Give me more. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah. and I think, which is interesting, is because I think Nimchaka Khan was also either the showrunner of The Bee and... Uh, Don't Trust the Bee? Yep, that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, Bob, that was a deep How cut. about that? I yeah, like it. Yeah. Oh, um, and so, yeah, Keanu Reeves took f- five days off from uh, filming John Wick 3 um, in between when they're going to New York to Tripoli. And so he was in John Wick mode. And they wrote it with him and they just, they kind of sent it over um, just for, I mean, cause they're like hell with it. And, and of course, because Keanu Reeves is like the greatest living person of all time. He's just like, Oh yeah, I'm totally into it. You know? And like, was just he all committed into, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Um, and the, the, the scene where they're eating and he's, he's like crying while yeah. he's eating the beef or whatever. I also like how the they essence. like kind of, yeah, they skewer like some of the fine dining stuff. Like, yeah, this right. is like the taste of Caesar salad. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, Where so, is the food? Yeah, and so what is your favorite Keanu moment? What do you think, Toby? Uh, I mean, to me, it's the eating with the headphones in that silent restaurant yeah. um, where they're like, <laughs> he's what did he say? He's like, I want something that I can taste from birth, you know, inception no, no. to death or whatever. Sweet, me too. May I ask, do you have any dishes that play with time? The concept of time. Ah, yes. We have a meat course of venison sous vide. Comes with headphones so you can hear the sound of the exact animal you are about to consume. Illustrating nature's life to death cycle. (laughs) And (laughs) you're like... (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Robin? Um... uh... So I know we already talked about the entrance. I thought that was really great. Just the way that that was all put together was, I thought, really well done. But I also like the part where they go back to his house. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's just so threatened and, like, braggy and just obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. Who is the most disturbing person you've ever masturbated to? Oh. <laughs> uh, Gene Wilder. Mao Zedong. Um, uh, Princess Jasmine with her midriff top. A cartoon? <laughs> wow, that's disgusting. <laughs> and Gene Wilder isn't. Hey. Gene Wilder's a cinematic treasure. Hey, what about Mao Zedong? Have you seen a picture of him? Of course I have. I'm very familiar with Chinese dignitaries, Marcus. Xi Jinping. Li Keqiong. Okay. okay, you, okay, yeah, hey. you know Show everything. Hey. Fine, I get it. Okay, okay, guys, this is just a game. Right. The girlfriend's like, yeah, I'm staying. Like, I just oh, like yeah, Marcus's right. girlfriend is like, uh, I think we all know the score here. You're gonna have to leave me here, Toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated uh, her candor. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. You, you have to take advantage of those situations. It's for the kids <laughs> or something. Right. Uh, oh, and what God, what he like he had just so many great passive aggressive things like when um of course Randall Park's wearing his tux from high school prom, which is right. funny in itself. You know, and uh what did Keanu say he's like, Oh, I uh I went to high school, but I dropped out and followed my dreams. You know, something <laughs> right. So good. Uh, I mean, that is pretty awesome. And also, very interesting, is that Keanu Reeves had a Chinese grandmother, so it still yeah. uh, qualifies as a person of color. There you go, Toby. And he says, uh, Gene Wilder is a cinematic treasure. Yeah. I can agree with. <laughs> and then just rattling off the Chinese uh, you know, oh, like, yeah. uh, political uh, figures. How about on childhood crushes? Mine was Mother Teresa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenny's was uh, Martin Luther King, like Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he and Jenny are happy together. They deserve one another. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so after all that, after after Marcus punches Keanu. So good. Uh, yeah. Sasha and Marcus take an Uber pool back <laughs> there, which is pretty funny. Like, <laughs> Right, right. Uh, oh, yeah. With a, the, a guy in the front seat. like. Well, Again, another crazy. reveal. Like, I don't know. For some reason in my head, I don't know if they said it was an Uber, but I, I thought it was a limo. But then no. they, they pan up and there's two guys in the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they're very happy. They're back together, except that Marcus um, refuses to leave his life in San Francisco and Sasha has to go to New York. And they kind of break up for a bit. Yeah, and, and Marcus so, is being a big old bitch about not wanting to hold her purse while she goes on the red carpet. Right. right Sorry. Right. <laughs> does, well, I mean, have, does your podcast have a content warning for explicit language? Sorry. <laughs> I should have asked her. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we already kind of talked about like Marcus's place in life and how he's kind of scared to kind of get out there. But um, and, like every every rom com has to have like some sort of obstacle. And so the yeah. obstacle this time was Marcus. His ego. His ego. And well, what do you think e- is ego? I think it's just his fear, right? His fear of change or something. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, the way that it was kind of set up was like her being in the spotlight on the red carpet and handing her, handing him her purse and him just standing there with a sad man face. And I don't know. <laughs> I'm not trying to comment on his motivations, but he was being a little bit of a baby dick. He was baby. <laughs> I've been kind of a baby. I was. I was going to. Never mind. No, it's it's true. Go on. Go on. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was how, how. Never mind. Never mind. It's, it's past. You need it, to be held, Bob. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe the whole thing. It just I feel really raw emotionally right now. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Bob. No, it's okay. Um <laughs> so he did but you know, is and once again is uh his his dad, Harry Kim, who just like he's just like, Look, you gotta be you gotta go and get her. Get out of here. Like, I don't need help. I'm with my Di- Diana Ross in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, I feel like the dad did all the heavy lifting in this movie. Yeah. Like the, without him, the movie falls apart. Nobody's yeah. going really? anywhere. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going after anybody. Oh yeah. yeah. He it's oh, yeah. his business, you know, yeah. it's called. 
It's his business, and he's the one that gives the uh, flyer to Sasha. That's right. He's like, why don't you just go? (laughs) And ask her how much money she makes. (laughs) No, seriously. How much? Uh, I think I think it was really funny how um and like I'm sure this is a, like I, I maybe I don't know because I'm not Asian but kind of gave like it seemed like some of these were very um kind of inside jokes about like so how much money do you have you know like uh-huh. oh it's like oh no tipping you know like yeah 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 I thought that was kind of funny and the parents yeah. showing up randomly and uh, you know yeah it seemed like it seemed like there were some like cultural jokes in there that right. were still funny but I couldn't you know couldn't grasp the full depth of them right and Sasha's parents were like they're never around because they're always working and then they yeah. finally retire and they start blowing money you know they started like becoming really generous but not too generous because they didn't get the Beyonce impersonator they got the diana ross impersonator that <laughs> right, right. falls in love with <sighs> marcus finally decides to clean his room get his own apartment um goes back to southies he starts to turn his life around finally he goes he buys a suit first goes to tom ford which i thought was pretty funny okay comes in <laughs> it's like i'm calories it's like of course i want some champagne bitch like and then he looks at the the price tag is twelve thousand five. He's like, get off, get off! It's burning, it's burning. Um, and he goes to men's warehouse where he belongs. Yep, and gets it gets a gets a good deal. And <laughs> two for one, it comes with yep. a belt. All right, and so let's kind of uh, uh, let's mash these last couple questions together about uh, the speech and the kiss because they kind of go together. So, how do you guys rate Marcus's last speech that turns into the kiss? Toby. Uh, well, it, it was anticlimactic because they had already kissed twice prior, but they did and set had up sex twice and had sex, but they did set up the big kiss. And, uh, and, uh, but, and even the, you know, if, if Jerry Maguire is like the pinnacle, you have oh! me at hello, like Christ. hold my purse. Not as interesting to me. No. <laughs> Counterpoint. Jerry yeah. Maguire is not to the pinnacle. <laughs> that movie sucks. But the line you had me at hello was a uh, high quality sucked. line. No, no, that's rom-com. terrible. You had me exactly. at hello. That's terrible. Like exactly. I'm so desperate and pathetic. You didn't even have to say words to my lady brain. My panties <laughs> yeah. are already off. No. Do you have insurance now? Like yeah, like that's I need coverage. I yeah. would say I would say I I uh was was more um uh you know the kiss was satisfactory but i i was happy that these two people got together more happy than like uh the other rom-coms we've watched where like clearly there's this like perverse man who's like twisting reality and like you know pulling the wool over eyes uh, so yeah, let no we, one ever say my kisses are satisfactory that will be Woo. Oh man! I, it, it was no um, uh, uh, um, Alicia Silverstone and Paul Rudd. You know, it, oh, well. it wasn't as gross as that one, which is my the grosser the better for me. Do you think kisses. that's gross? Like it, like uh, sloppy or like yeah? Gross, the more like the more it's tongue, the more licking of lips. Then oh. you know that's gonna get a higher rating from me. Yeah, Toby's so. fine with the incest part, but it's just like, <laughs> Great. but they gotta clean up that. Just kiss, trying to like, figure yeah. out what the barometer is here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna send you. Uh, I was gonna say I'm gonna send you my all-time best sloppy kisses, but that came out wrong. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. All right, how about you, Robin? What What did you think about that? Um, Fine. I 
would like to offer a counterpoint. I thought I want to be where you are was a very sweet way to open the speech. And I love that they brought it full circle with that. He ended by saying, can I hold your purse for you? Cause he had been such a little bitch about it earlier. So I thought he really redeemed himself. The kiss itself. I thought the camera work was good, but it looked like two people who had known each other for a while as coworkers and friends having a collegial smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, colleague. Let's put our food holes together. Oh. Oh. I would have so, liked yeah. to see some grabbing or something. I don't know. You know. What's like, all right, yeah. I want to hear what your bra, like, give me a good, like, off the top of your I, head, a good, I'll tell you a good one. Pretty in pink. Mm. Um, their first date smooch. That one's pretty good. Mm. So that's what I have for you. Yeah. What, what do you got, Toby? <laughs> yeah, Toby. Yeah. <laughs> you need a butt. Oh, well, this is a TV show, mm. but I will tell you a um, well-known good kisser with a butt grab is um, Danny from the Mindy Project. Chris okay. Messina. Uh-huh. Oh, girl. He gets uh-huh. up in there. He is like grabbing using his thumbs yeah he is (laughs) thumbing like a. he's got opposable thumbs if you know what i'm saying yeah i think you do anyway another topic for another podcast i I love um larry david kisses and curb your enthusiasm oh my god (laughs) because they're just weird and gross (laughs) no no there is nothing sensual about that Toby, Toby, I feel like on, during man. this whole thing, I'm opening myself up, but you're closing yourself. Oh, you're just, yeah. Larry you're David. Just, you're turtling up. You're turtling <laughs> up. I heard that differently at first. Oh. <laughs> Go on. Um. Oh, wait. Did, I think, Robin, you finished. You, you, you said it was good. I thought. Yeah, I thought the speech was better than the smooch. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the smooch was pretty for, uh, forgettable. But I think the. I think the speech kind of was good. It was, it, it was great, like Ali Wong said. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you know, she she reveals that it's like, okay, so you bought yourself a $200 suit, but my new restaurant is named after your, is your late mom. So mm. way to go, you know? Right in the heart. Yeah, yeah. I right did like the-, the scenes at the beginning with them as kids. I thought that mm-hmm. was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were a nice touch. And I think that's where maybe I also saw some of that nostalgia of like it's nineties and and the San Fran we're going on the trolley, but now like now it'd just be like I don't know a bunch of tech people that are just kicking now the kids off. Now they gentrified the yeah. trolley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Is that your town, Bob, or you just have a spot for it in your heart? A spot for it in my heart, I guess. Okay. Because um, I know a lot of people there because of my because of my vocation, my business and yep. produce. There's a lot of people. In Northern California, bragging um, about having a job again, Bob. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like I said before, being <laughs> in the cubicle, just coughing nonstop. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it's, it's some of the perks. Um, <laughs> is is there anything else that in the movie that you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, I just would like to recommend that everybody go listen to "I Punched Keanu Reeves." It is, it's so good. It's right. it's really good. I like I said, "Hello Peril." I thought was clever, but didn't really do anything for me i'm not super big into a grown-ass man playing the keyboard (laughs) sorry um i but they did i did read somewhere that they were inspired by the roots which i thought was like pretty interesting because that's definitely one of my all-time top bands um 
But yeah, the the song I Punch Keanu Reeves is so funny. It's basically just a roll call of all of Keanu Reeves' movie roles. <laughs> it's so good. Like they name check they name check Speed and um, The Matrix and John Wick and it is hilarious. Check it out. Love it. You ever hear uh, America F yeah? Um, yeah, from uh, what was Team that America. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. Have Toby. you heard the full version though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have that stuck in my head now. <laughs> uh, also, I'll give the band props because uh, you know, as musician, it, it, they they played their instrument. They were like clearly musicians. Oh. Um, and uh, you know, they were really hitting the notes and. Uh, um, you know, contrast that with Teen Wolf, where basketball is seemingly played in a different universe. <laughs> it, Teen Wolf just just showed up. I think it was on Amazon Prime. Oh, oh wow. yeah. there's what's the movie where with the flamenco guitarist starring uh, Sean Penn? Um, it was from years ago, but Sean Penn stars as this flamenco. It won like Oscars and stuff, I think. But like. What? I couldn't get into it because he clearly cannot play guitar and they're doing these close-ups on his fingers. I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, What you are you are... talking about? Yeah. What is this movie? Um, <laughs> El Mariachi. Uh, guitar movie. Let me Google it real quick for you. No, not La Strada, I don't think. There's Sweet and Lowdown. You ever heard of that? No. Yeah, okay. Vaguely familiar. Uh, Woody Allen movie. Um, mm, not I'm good. Oh, I shouldn't say it's not good. He couldn't play like he's clearly not a guitarist, and it was just I couldn't even watch five minutes because I was just like I was never I was never a fan of Woody Allen. Even well, even turns before. out you were yeah. ahead of your time, Bob. Exactly, sucks <laughs> real bad. Yeah, yep. Kind of everything came back to me. You know, like I was just like I don't understand. Everything's the, coming up, Bob. I always yeah, exactly. say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> excellent. Well. Thanks a lot for coming on tonight, you guys. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, the Aging Hipster Rewatch is produced by Bob Serrano and Toby Crines, edited by Bob Serrano. The intro song was written and performed by, by Ryan Reed. Join our Facebook group. Send me a text. Come on the show. We're back. 